Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm trying not to be a Grinch. We have Zach Wickham with us today, everyone. How you doing? How you doing? What's up, Zach? I'm so glad I could be back. Yes, and you're looking tan and gorgeous. Zach and I are in rainy LA, and Luke is out in Indiana. Hi, baby. It's always fun when we're doing these abroad, because that's what mine and Luke's relationship is like. But I am flying out tomorrow. I'm going to Indiana. I have not yet told my family that I'm not, that. well, my family is like gathered that I'm not coming home for Christmas. I just kind of never gave that answer. I never like sent my itinerary or like said, yeah, I booked my flight. You never responded in the family group chat. No. Oh yeah, I am coming. Yeah. I just kind of avoided it because I'm a dick like that. But they, they've they've gotten the memo, you know, they get it. My brother is going to South Korea where my nephew is. My nephew's stationed over there. He's in the army for all of our listeners. And so my sister was kind of like, okay, well, you know, no Ryan, no Kristen. It's just kind of going to be that kind of Christmas. And I know my mom's super bummed, but dude, it is really hard to do for like, it's four Christmases, like the freaking Reese Witherspoon Vince Vaughn movie. Like, I have a divorced family. Luke has divorced parents. Yeah, and we did it all last year. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, I don't have a significant other, and my parents are together, so it's just one Christmas for me, and that's hard enough. So I can only imagine having four Christmases versus me having one Christmas and still not going home because I'm like, it's just too much. Right. And it's four, it's four Christmases in two different states. That's the hard part. But, like, what families don't understand is, and I love my family. I don't even know if they listen to my podcast, honestly. Um, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> Knowing your sister, probably not. You assholes. <laughs> but it, it's frustrating because although, yeah, it seems like geographically speaking, like, oh, Indiana, and then there's Michigan, no big deal. Well, we don't want to fly. I'm not doing the airport that many times, right? And also, it's a five-hour drive, fine, but that's still a lot. And I'm flying all the way from LA. I'm just saying, people, give me a little bit of grace here, a little bit of a break. And I'll just say it, Luke. I did think about when we were pregnant that like, man, how shitty is it going to be to not go to all four because it's not really fair. But guess what? We're not right now. Therefore, I don't have to. And you want to go to your families. And we just saw my family in September. So I love my family, but that's where I'm at with that. Wow. So you just said your family lost the Hunger Games in this. They did. <laughs> It, it's also hard to like really enjoy that quality time because it doesn't feel as quality when we're rushing around like that and just trying to get in like a day with your dad and a day with your mom's family and then like hopefully see your grandma, jump in the car, go to Michigan, 
you know, a day with them, a day with them. And it just feels so chaotic. And I feel like the holidays are already chaotic. And again, I sound like the flipping Grinch. I know. But I want to start enjoying this time of year because I know it means a lot, you know, to like our parents, for example. And it means a lot to the kids in our family. So the only way for me to enjoy this is if we start swapping year by year. Or we all go to Florida or something like we've said before. Yeah, I was going to say, there's <laughs> other solutions. Also, I remember once my parents had me, it was like, okay, Christmas is now, because then I was the, well, I was the only child. So, you know, Christmas then shifted from anybody else's houses to our house because we had Christmas morning and then my mom would cook and then everybody came there. So it's like, at some point when y'all have kids, you can be like, oh, we have a baby, like you need to come here. So you know what I mean? Like once you guys have a house together, it's like, just have them come here. You're right. Because they didn't get, no one gave a flying fuck that we had dogs with us last year. And that's really complicated (laughs) for me. Taking taking three dogs, four dogs, no, it's four dogs last year. Four dogs across the country is more complicated than no dogs and one baby. That's for damn sure. I totally agree with you. Have you either of you ever had like issues like this in the past with dating or has it been like during dating during the holidays and like traveling or even even if you're in the same city, like having to split Christmases? Zach, have you? I've never had splitting Christmas. Yeah, but I've always dated somebody either in the same city or if I was dating someone out of state, we just spin it apart. Right. So I've actually never had like the real hard task of you guys are from different states. You then have both divorced parents Mm -hmm. and you both live in opposite states of both your families. So the layers of complexity for y'all is just, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, I just be like, nope, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm adding you to my group chat, my family group chat, because my best friend Amy's on it as well. And so you can explain the layers of complexity to my mother. I'm scared of your mother in that regard. I would never tell your mother no, ever. I love your mother too much. I'd just be like, I don't know why Kristen's being so difficult. (laughs) But like, I've never had to deal with that because I'm an only child. So, you know, you have siblings, you have, so I don't have to deal with even that layer of complexity. And usually they'll just do whatever I say. So that's fair. I've just been lucky my whole life. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh my God. They're like, Zach, what time do you want to wake up? Yeah. Zach, what time do you want to have dinner? I know. No so now you understand to... why I'm so difficult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Luke? Pre me. Pre Kristen. So I've only been serious with a girlfriend in like high school. And we obviously we were both in Indiana. It was really easy and fun. Had lots of fun with both our families. And then there was my other relationship that was on and off for a while. And I've got a bit of a horror story from that because we only did a family Christmas thing once and it did not go well, (laughs) sort of. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I'll tell the story. You want to hear the story? I was like, what happened? Yeah, let's hear the story. So you guys, we, there's one thing I want to let our listeners know. We are going to touch on um, the Vanderpump Rules trailer because the three of us have got opinions we have thoughts, we have feelings, but I need to hear this first. So let's just save, let's save the Vander, the Vander schnooze till the end. Okay. Is that, that cool works. with everyone? Yeah, no, that okay. sounds great. Because I need to hear this story. Luke, the floor is yours. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to start by saying this is entirely my fault. <laughs> well, we already assumed that. <laughs> I mean, that's very manly of you, babe. I like that. Stepping up to the plate. So to set the scene, this girlfriend of mine, we had been kind of on and off for a few years. And this, at this point, it's like Christmas is coming up. Things weren't going well for a period of time. And I was like, I I don't see this going further. We should just, you know, break it off before the holiday. So tears and pleading and sorry to interrupt you. You told her that, or this, was this an internal thought? Oh, you said, let's just break it off before the holidays. Yes. Yeah, I know. I was so it definitely was was brutal. Satan spawn. Well, listen, here's my next. Go my ahead. next mistake is I caved to her being like distraught and upset and everything is like, can we just break up after Christmas? Like, I really just like, I need some positivity in my life. Like I want to have Christmas with you and then we can go our separate ways. And I bought it. And I was like, okay, you know that, you know, for some reason I believed it. No, I'm an that's, that's only going to bring pain and worse. Oh no, no. I'll tell you what she was thinking was like, 
I'm going to be super chill and super cool. And I'm going to win him back. It's kind of like going to a wedding. Like there's love in the air, you know, there's family around at Christmas and the, you know, people are with their spouses and their families and it's like, Oh man, he's not going to want to leave me after this. hundred percent. I'm going to be so good. Yeah. Yep. No, poor, girl. unfortunately poor both of you. Cause that sounds terrible. Okay. Keep going, Luke. Yeah. So we have actually a pretty good Christmas at my mom's and I made a jackass comment that she was just, something came up about talking about next year. Right. And it was just like in my head, I'm like, Oh, don't push this. And I say to her in private, not in front of everybody, but I'm like, you do know we're still breaking up after this. And when she she said, I need positivity on this thing, you felt it necessary to say that. Wow, sir. I was look, 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 I was immature and stupid. And I I knew I was making, I didn't know at the time, but in hindsight, I made some pretty major mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I say that to her, and of course she like starts bawling, goes to the other room, <laughs> and my fa- family's like, "Where'd she go? Like, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Uh, well, we kind of had agreed to break up after Christmas, and all the talk about next year." I reminded her, and they were like, "Oh shit, Luke!" Oh what yeah, the so fuck are you doing? so my uh, that was going to be my question. So you had not filled them in at all. They were just assuming, your whole family's assuming the two of you are together and things are fine. Well, of fine. course. Yeah, they thought things were fine at the moment. They knew, because we'd been, we'd been on and off, you know, Correct. so they just thought things were at a, at a good time. Okay. And then that happened and she's like, you know, crying up in, her, up in the room. And So you felt I it in that, in that vulnerable moment for her. You thought, you know what, I'm going to alleviate this situation by telling everybody down here why she's not here. Yeah, you... Wow, your intuitions are just spot on, sir. <laughs> Look, I was in my twenties, so fair. chalk up yeah. to that. But no, no, not making full on excuses. I'm no owning fair, this. fair. You're owning it, me. babe. I'll give you credit. Yeah. Me fucking up I'm not giving you credit for that, but but can't, but can't, learning can't, from your mistakes, I will give you credit for that later. Yeah. But oh my god, that is so. She's upset. Yeah, but keep going because I just want to hear how it keeps going. Yes, yeah, she's a, more than upset. Yeah, like bawling, super, you know, crying. I don't remember, fully remember our conversations beyond that, but I guess made her feel better. She came back down and had, you know, puffy eyes and everything. And I was just the asshole of Christmas. I was the fucking Grinch uh, that Christmas, not knowing it. I thought I was just like, let's keep things in perspective. Mm -hmm. And so, so what was kind of the end of it? So you guys get through Christmas, obviously you get through the holidays. Did you end up breaking up? No, wait, hold on. You're skipping over the part where she comes down the stairs and then learns that you have now told everybody she's broken up. I would have punched you in your face. So what was her reaction? Well, we weren't broken up at the moment. I said that we had agreed to break up after Christmas. You know, I told them the exact truth. That right. Did she know that you had that conversation with your family? I believe I told her not in the moment, but afterward, because or maybe right. I did tell her before she came down. So I'm like, you don't have to be embarrassed. They know what's going on and they understand and they know I'm an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> for like bringing it up at this time. Um, yeah, so then things, you guys kind of swept it under the rug and then enjoyed the holiday as best you could? Yeah, so the rest of the holidays were awkward, to say the least. Uh, we did break up after that, but that wasn't our last breakup. We did get back together again later on. <laughs> it was uh, quite the roller coaster. You know, I do think back to that sometimes, and when I'm watching Vanderpump Rules, I'm like, damn, she and I would have been stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Our relationship was fucked up. Yeah, you know, just like early years of Vanderpump. What do you think you would have done differently, if anything? I would have said absolutely not waiting till after Christmas. In hindsight, I would have been like, no, that's a recipe for disaster. And we're not going to plan to break up afterward and go through Christmas like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Would not have done that um, because it did just set this whole scene. And of course, I became a little triggered by all this talk about, oh, next year we'll do this. Oh, let's make plans and making all these future plans. And in my head, I'm just like, we're getting through this. And then we're heading, you know, <laughs> splitting up. I'm not going to lie. I've been that girl. I've been that girl who was broken up with who was like, was given an opportunity, given a moment of the possible reconnection and the high hopes and like what the future looks like. Yeah. You don't know when to give up. No. (laughs) I mean, I've just, yeah, I've definitely been with the high hopes for sure. I feel like you've learned after each one though. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not hating on you fully, Luke. Like, I'm definitely not because I think the honesty was fantastic instead of just faking that you guys were going to be great for the holiday and then doing it anyway. It was just a little it's out of just, sorts. Yeah, it's just a different way of handling the situation <laughs> that no one else would have chose. But it was okay in the moment because you, um, you know, you see now that that wasn't probably the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible, and it's it's this whole conundrum of trying to be the nice guy, not being like the total asshole that giving in or not just giving in, but being like comforting through a breakup. Like Kristen, if you're being broken up with, do you want the guy just be an asshole, shut the door, and be like never talk to you again, be done? Or like if you're crying, you have to. If you're if you're crying, would you rather than be like it's everything's gonna be okay in the future? We're gonna be both gonna be fine on our own. Everything's gonna be fine, right? Yes. So so that was me trying to be that. And then I gave in. Yeah. What I want, what I've wanted in those situations and what was best for me. Exactly. There you go. That's what I wanted. To are have. very different things mm-hmm. because what I've always wanted in those situations is exactly what you just described. Like, I'm sorry, this isn't, this hasn't worked out. Like everything's going to be okay. Like even this, this thought of possibility of being friends still, you know, or just that this wasn't going to be like a waste of how X amount of time. But what I have learned, the hard lesson is that the best thing for me is just that hard cutoff of absolutely no communication. But is that what I wanted? No. Am I going to think he's a bigger asshole because he does that? Of course. But, but at the is, end of the day, mm-hmm. what's the what's the best thing for someone? You know, it's, a t- it's tough. You were in a tough position. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I feel like you did what you thought was best. And now, you know, like, going forward that's it does it no it doesn't help either of you i know that for myself the last guy that i dated if he wouldn't have been so adamant like just cut off communication and kind of like separate as the way he did i could have easily fallen back and been like okay let's get back together or whatever but he just put like a hard we're, you know, this isn't working. And it actually kind of shook me out of it. And I was like, oh, I got to, I probably ended up getting over it faster and better than I had any previous relationship because there was always like a little string or a little, mm-hmm. you know, little crumb that left a door open that you could like go through. And then that just leaves you to false hope or to a relationship that wasn't good to begin with. That's why you broke up. And yet you go back to it because it's comfortable. It feels good, but it's not good for you. Yeah, no, it's true. And I'm sure I have a lot of, I'm sure, not a lot. I'm sure I have some sort of horror story situation when it came to the holidays. Nothing is, is popping out. That's like an, actually a good story, but like a couple of little things. I mean, like one time, well, this was just like in the last few years, I was in Palm Springs writing my book. So how a few years ago, And I wasn't going home for Christmas. It was kind of what I did then because it was just a lot and I'd rather go home in nicer weather. Anywho, I was in Palm Springs with my writing partner writing my book and I just started dating someone. We were not serious yet. And this should have been my first red flag. So here's a red flag, guys. Pay attention to them. We were all drinking and I don't even know if it's because he was actually drunk or just a total asshole, but he just threw a temper tantrum kind of out of nowhere and said he was driving back to Los Angeles from Palm Springs. And because he had been drinking, of course, like we wanted him the fuck out of the house, but it's like, we're smart adults and like took his keys, hid the keys. It was myself, my writing partner, a friend of ours who owned the home that he allowed us to stay in. And one of his friends, he called the police and had the police come to the house because we took his keys. He was clearly inebriated. So the police came, we all had our wits about us. The homeowner spoke to the police Eventually, the, the cops kind of were like, we don't know what to tell you to do. I guess you guys kind of just figured it out, but like, please just keep things peaceful. You know, we understand why you took the keys, but maybe you just need to give them back. I guess it wasn't clear to them. They didn't breathalyze him or anything like that. So why I continue dating him after that, I don't know. And then my only other story was a New Year's Eve story. And it was a guy that, again, casually, I mean, dating, I thought he was my boyfriend. I thought we were like totally in love after like a couple of months of dating (laughs) that he was like always out of town for. But I chose to spend New Year's Eve with this dude. This is like a million years ago when I lived in, like first moved to LA. And I spent New Year's Eve with he and his family, nieces and nephews, Disney freaking Christmas party, watching Disney movies with the kids and shit. After the family thing, we go back to my apartment 
and his best friend and his girlfriend or fiance came with us. Not shitting you. Midnight strikes. We're drinking Coronas. I can picture it like it was yesterday. And we all cheers to the happy new year. And homeboy guy I'm dating says, I can't do this anymore. And I immediately am like, oh, he's doesn't want to drink anymore. So I like take the beer out of his hand. Yeah, we don't have to drink. Like, are you too fucked up? Do you need a water? Whatever. He's like, no, I don't want to date you. Twelve oh one a.m. Wow. Are, are you sure his name wasn't Luke Broderick? Is that? Are you sure? And I was just like, what? We got a week till then. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, and that, and that wow. was, that was that. I mean, his, in the moment, his friends were very, I mean, there's no real resolution to that, but it was kind of like me crying, being upset and being just like, get the fuck out of my apartment. And his friends, his best, best friends thinking he's just such a dick for doing this in this moment. His, yeah, social cues weren't really his thing, but well, that's I'm just trying to talk at this show. I'm having Kristen fly all the way out here and not see her family just to break <laughs> up with her. <laughs> Christmas morning. I mean, I think that is something you would do. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I want to talk to you about Dipsy. Are you intrigued? Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventures, vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You can now listen to spicy audios by your favorite TikTok creators. They're attentive to your every need, prioritize your pleasure, and have voices that will make you melt. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Kristen. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Kristen. That's dipsystories.com slash Kristen. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify makes it easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style with gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're promoting protein powders or selling superb supplements, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. My favorite part about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kristen, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kristen, all lowercase. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Remember that's shopify.com slash Kristen. Luke, does your like worst holiday story beat that one? Uh, I don't think so. No, the whole uh, 12.01 a.m. breakup is pretty, uh, that's pretty gnarly. Well, I think I have one that could rival it. Okay, please do Um, tell. So mine is also a New Year's Eve story. And I was dating this guy who I was like head over heels for. We had been dating for like eight months. We had moved in together. It was like right during college. And the second we moved in together, when I say it became the craziest relationship I'd been in, that is an understatement. All of a sudden he didn't want me going to the gym because he didn't want me to like basically look good for other people. And I'm like, no, I'm just exercising. <laughs> like this has nothing to do so with others. So he's controlling. Very controlling. Flag. Didn't want me to drink all of a sudden. And I was like, we met in a club. Like, mm-hmm. Did you not, we've got, we had gone out multiple times before this so just and it was con- never an issue. Controlling red flags. He's trying to decide what you do with your life essentially. Yeah. Okay. And it started the second we moved in. So it was 
it was even more, I don't know, jarring because he hadn't been that way for so long. So that's why I think I kept in it. So then New Year's Eve rolls around. I always say <laughs> that he kidnapped me because he had dropped me off with a friend um, and then was coming to pick us back up. And then we were all going to a New Year's Eve party. My friend then left and did something and he was just picking me up, but in my car. So the boyfriend is now picking you up. He is borrowing your car and he's picking you up for this party. Okay. Right. And so we're supposed to go to this party and then, um, and, but we're going to get ready at my parents' house. All of a sudden he passes my parents' house and I'm like, what are you doing? We're going there to get ready. And he was like, nope, we're not going to the party. And I was like, excuse me. He's like, we're going home and we're, we're not going. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, let, let me drive. Let me out, get me out of this car. And he wouldn't let me do. I was like, you realize this is technically kidnapping and then has a mental breakdown in the car, starts crying. And then just, so we get back home. He is still having this like full on mental breakdown. I'm like, dude, I don't, he ends up throwing a Mountain Dew at me. Like it <laughs> was mountain just, dew. <laughs> I just remember it being a Mountain Dew because I wanted one so bad in that moment, but whatever. So all this crazy stuff happens. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go sleep at my parents because this is crazy. And we only had my car at the time. He didn't have a car. So I drive. Well, do you think I was going to go home? No, of course not. I went to, you're going to go have fun. I went to my friend's party. So I go to my friend's party. My phone was dying. I had a BlackBerry at the time, left it in the car because like BlackBerry didn't take good pictures. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, there was this thing and I forgot about it called Google Latitude and Google Latitude was the precursor to like find my iPhone or location services. So it would tell whoever you were friends with on there where you were. Our apartment was about a mile and a half from where the party was. He walked in the snow Uphill okay. both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Walked in the snow found because he saw that I was at a party and not my parents. Found, and my car was parked in a different area than the party was. Then walked up and down the street until he found a house that looked like it was having a party and just walks in, doesn't text or call or do anything. You know, my car phone was in the car anyway. That's some crazy Kristen shit right there. I'm having a conversation with one of my friends about the sit like about how crazy he was being her face just drops and I was like what I turn around and he's there and he goes hey babe and hugs me oh my god I was like oh my god I'm gonna die like I literally thought okay this is how I die <laughs> acts normal the rest of the night doesn't doesn't say a thing doesn't do anything and I'm just like I am not gonna mention that he just showed up at this party needless to say we only lasted like you know less than a week but like that was like my craziest holiday story where like he just shows up at a party and then just acts completely normal out oh of nowhere God. that's pretty batshit when he threw this mountain dew at you are we talking like throwing a cup of an open drink is it a closed can I was like, thinking oh, the same like, thing Luke I'm like what does this mountain dew look like coming at you um, it wasn't a two liter. It was a 20 ounce bottle though. And it was open. Luke, I swear to God, same wavelength. I was thinking like, did he throw like an unopened full bottle like at you? Or was he just trying to like, either way, don't throw shit people, but you know, I've done it too. Or was he trying to like hit you with the drink or was he trying to like knock you out with like a soda can, <laughs> you know, you know, honestly, like, I don't bust even, your lip open. I don't even know what his intention was. Cause He's not like, I don't think he was like terrible at aiming or whatever, but it didn't, I think he was just doing it in anger and yeah. threw it against the wall to like show he was mad. I was like, I could have, I already know you're mad. Don't then dirty the apartment. Yeah. Not with the yeah. do. Not it was with crazy. the do. It sounds to me yeah, like. Your, your response, you're cleaning that up. <laughs> My response was like, ah, and I'm leaving. It sounds like he had a case of the holiday blues. Oh, he had, <laughs> he had a case of a lot of things. Do you guys we ever, won't go into that. Do you guys ever get the holiday blues? Am I like the only one? It's a real thing. No, I just have seasonal affective disorder. So I'm sad from the second the days get shorter, I'm I'm out. What about you, Luke? Uh, I think everyone feels a little something, but I, you know, I like some of the winter sports and stuff. I get the holiday, which is weird because my favorite holiday is Christmas as Luke knows, like this, I mean, right after Thanksgiving was over, I'm like, I want my tree up. I want to go to my storage unit. I want all of my decorations up. I want to play Mariah Carey on repeat. I love this shit. However, the actual holidays, like the actual, like the gift giving and all of that, like I love giving gifts anyway. It's one of my love languages. 
I do not like receiving gifts. And I know it makes other people happy, especially like my mom. But I'm like, I don't want anything. I, I te- my mom texted me. She had already sent me a few things. And I was like, so grateful. And I said, thank you. And they were so cute and so me. However, I'm like, mom, I'm turning into a hoarder and I'm about to light this apartment on fire. I have too much stuff. Please, I don't need more things. Luke got the memo. He bought me a shit ton of candles. Candles are expensive and candles I light every single day. That will last me forever. So I think I get the blues for like reasons like that. I don't know, because like the kids have grown up. I don't know. I have all these thoughts and feelings. I just feel like sometimes it gets to be more stressful. And this is where I sound like a Grinch asshole. But as I've grown older, maybe the holidays become more stressed than they are like the enjoyment of company. Am I being a Grinch? No, I 1000% agree. And also as you grow up, then you realize like certain members of your family, you really don't want to see every year. And like the holidays bring them around and you're like, but I only want these people. I don't like those people. I mean, it just gets more complicated. I don't think it. That's how I feel about my dad. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think, but I don't think that's Grinch worthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just you, you know, it's just a different way of this the holiday season it's yeah. just a different view of it Luke, like it just think? changes uh, i love seeing my family I, I think i'll try to see them at christmas most years for the most part but there are some holidays i do very much remember from a kid and some distant relatives that you know if they were in a lineup i still couldn't tell you their names i say distant, <laughs> like my, my parents cousins that we do the you know had these extended holidays with gift exchanges and stuff and i'm like so which one who yeah, yeah which aunt gave me this which who did what i'm just like uh, i don't what's know your, their names okay what luke what's your uh, favorite holiday what's your least favorite holiday favorite holiday is ooh, that's tough uh probably cinco de mayo <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like you know another excuse to eat tacos and drink tequila yeah. sounds great to me least favorite. Um, least favorite holiday what's a holiday with a lot of oh valentine's day done okay Zach, you? I love Valentine's Day. I think it's so much fun. But uh, I would definitely say my favorite is gay Christmas, which is Halloween. Yeah. 100% Halloween is my favorite thing. Gay Christmas? <laughs> yeah, we call it gay Christmas. I've That's never what, heard that before. Well, um, Wait, why do, you, why do you call it gay Christmas? Because it's listeners. our Christmas. It's, Be- because it's fun to dress up and... No, so it's just... It's gay people call... Halloween, gay Christmas. Okay, it's, note to self. Yeah, it's our Christmas. What's your least favorite holiday? Um, God, you know, it's really hard because Thanksgiving's like food. I love food and, and drinking. And then Christmas is presents and drink, you know. So there's like pros and cons for all. I mean, maybe what would my least favorite be? St. Patrick's Day? Because I don't like green. Okay. I don't like that color green. So I feel yeah. like your favorite. Yeah, I guess Halloween is. I was going to say that rivals your birthday being your favorite holiday. Well, it doesn't rival my birthday because my birthday is number one holiday of all time for me. Not but, a holiday. Sorry, birthdays. Uh, are oh, I'm holidays. sorry. We can't hear you on that over there. <laughs> the connection's breaking up. That's so weird. Um, but because my birthday's in October. I include Halloween in my birthday, fair. so gay Christmas is also my birthday. Okay, fair. That make That's why it makes it gay yep. Christmas. My favorite holiday is Christmas, even though I'm being grinchy. It's still my favorite. My least favorite holiday is New Year's Eve. That is, uh, you know what? I also hate New Year's Eve because... The expectation. The expectation and going out. I go out weekly. Mm-hmm. The least amount, like I don't want to go out on New Year's Eve because it takes normal going out and makes it atrocious and too hard and expensive and not fun. And also like the New Year's promises and the this and then that. It's not even like fun. What do you mean by the expectation? That's what I'm the expectation of like like, the expectation of it for me. I'll speak for myself, like dressing up, going out, exactly spending a bunch of money, unnecessary money. At least it's how it is in L.A. I would lo- I love a good New Year's Eve like at someone's house in pajamas and counting down and like with even with kids having sparkling cider and things like that. Um, but also New Year's resolutions. I'm not a resolution girl. I'm like a daily resolution girl, but I'm not like it is December 31st. Therefore, for the yeah, I don't for like the rest either. of my life or the whole next year, here's my resolution. Like I'm a daily. I, I've said this before on the podcast, but on my calendar every single day it says gratitude. Because I have, I not, I unfortunately I'll say I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm down and out to remember what I'm, you know, have gratitude for and what I'm thankful for. But I just feel like that 
the weight of that sort of expectation. And then, you know, it, January 1st comes around and then everyone's hung over and annoying. And I'm usually 99% not that way. And I don't like when people are hung over and annoying. So that's me. Uh, my thoughts are I'm going to be hung over and annoying on the 1st. <laughs> Hopefully better than last year, babe. <laughs> Most likely. Well, I wasn't as, no, that was the night of. The next last day year, wasn't yeah, as bad. Last year's New Year's year. Eve was probably my second worst New Year's Eve of all time. <laughs> wow. Bad. Yeah. That's bad. So I know. Because last New Year's Eve, we decided it was kind of last minute to go to Schwartz and Sandy's. Um, but we went because it wasn't just because of like, oh, Tom and Tom and them. But my one of my best friends, Janine, and like this whole other group of friends of mine were going. So that was exciting for me because I just want to be with the people I love and the people that I want to be with no matter where we are. But Luke was not feeling it. And we got there. We got ready. We got there. And we lasted maybe mm, 30 minutes. <laughs> And Luke was like, 30 minutes is generous. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I feel like once we were there, I got a drink. I was totally not feeling it. I think I had suppressed some of the things from our, uh, or some of the anxiety and pressure and everything. I mean, we had traveled, as everyone knows, we talked about it. Uh, the 5,000 mile round trip, four Christmases, four dogs, three weeks, and got back three. Was it three or two? I thought it was just two weeks, like a week of traveling, like, there and back because we had three days there four days back and a week two, there two and a half. Christmas. i think it was two weeks but anyway uh just getting back like the day before we go to new year's eve and then we go out and as i get less sober some things come over me and i was not feeling and i'm like i have to leave i cannot be here cannot it was be in a this, lot like, situation and i told chris i did tell you you could stay i'm like i'm getting an uber and i'm going home because i can't what do this. kind of girlfriend would i be no but that all makes perfect sense. Okay, well, we're all a bunch of fucking Grinches. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a blast. Oh, and last year, it rained on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I remember that. It rained all winter last year. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Pretty much. Wow, yeah. this is a sad podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's I'm just pep kidding. it back up. Huh? Pep it back up. You want to talk about Vanderpump? I do. I want to talk about this wild trailer. The trailer, whoever produced or edited this trailer deserves an Emmy just for it because the editing's phenomenal. They did an amazing job. It looks like an action movie, honestly. The editing is phenomenal, but like I was blinking every three seconds because it it changes so so quickly. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Who said what to who? And I guess that's the point. Right, because they're trying to like give you as many storylines as possible. Yeah. Let's dive into it, guys. Honestly, the the opening where it's like Sheena and them scream and Sheena the and glass, Katie. yeah, and then the glass breaks. I think that is the perfect opening for this season because it's like everything's broken from oh, last yeah. season. I, We're I starting love, over. I love that Ariana was the one to sort of narrate the beginning of that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, fans have to remember and listen to all of our listeners when it comes to television. Like the last thing you saw was Scandaball. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah, you might follow everyone on Instagram but and kind of keep up with the news, but the last thing the, the viewer saw was Scandaball. So what is happening now? But I love that the quote from Ariana at the top was, I don't want to be around my ex and I don't have to. Hell yeah, girl. And I really think she's stuck to that. She lives in the same house as him. I'm sorry, I got to be the devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. I understand she says she doesn't have to and they want to sell the house, but it's like, and he won't confirm or I, I don't know all the details, but they want to sell the house. If you really don't want to be with them, you're still living in the same house together. I know she doesn't feel like she should be the one to, to move out and there are certain things she doesn't want to give in on. I get it, but you do have to be around them. If you bought a house together, you broke up and you still live together, you have to be around them. So I think what she meant or the way that I took it was in this friend group. She does not oh, have see. to be not, not do a social. Him. Right, right, right. If he's going to be in a social setting, he's not coming. Just She's because coming. certain people hang out with him does not mean that she has to subject herself to being around him when it's been this long that she's avoided that. And I bow down to that shit. And I love that they introduced Dan, um, Ariana's boyfriend. I love that he filmed a little bit and, and that people could see a little bit of that. But there are a lot of confusing tidbits in this that I'd like to give my opinion on and hear y'all's opinion. And to you guys, to you listeners out there, I will tell you that I have not asked one of the girls 
any questions about this. I have not said, what did that really mean? How do you feel about this? Was that edited a certain way? Because I'm, I wouldn't ruin that for the fans. But I do have my thoughts. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on the Tom and Sheena makeout thing. What do you guys think is the truth there? Uh, it's hard for me to believe. I, I, but, Tom, <laughs> sorry, but Tom Schwartz said it out loud. So then, I mean, do you have thoughts about it? Or you're just kind of like, it's really confusing. I need to wait and see. My guess, I got to wait and see, but my guess is it was taken out of context and maybe it happened a long time ago that this was a conversation about the past. And, you know, they just take this clip out of context. Sheena and I made out in Vegas six years ago. You know, mm-hmm. who knows when it was? Uh, that's my, my guess. I think he said it as a total joke. I think he said it for shock value and then went, oh, I'm just kidding. Of course not. Because I, the look on Schwartz's face when he said it, he's just not a great liar. Um, when it comes to things that aren't serious. He always laughs. And yeah, and he's kind of like, it, to me, it looks like he's sort of hiding the smile. So I think he did it as like a, like they were probably, he and Lala were probably having some conversation that was a little too deep for Schwartz. Schwartz freaks out when things are too deep and he's not ready for that kind of conversation. And he goes for the comic relief. So I think they were probably talking about he and Katie, maybe about he and Joe or he and Raquel or something like that. He got uncomfortable and then, spewed that out to get a reaction, changed the subject, and then went, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. That's what I think, but I have no idea. I feel like both of those theories are, maybe they made out. I don't see that either, though, knowing both of them. I don't really foresee that ever even happening. Even as much of a makeout slut as Tom Schwartz is, I still don't foresee them having done that. But at the same time, I'm kind of on... Luke's side where maybe it was like it was taken out of context and it was like when they first met mm-hmm. or like when whatever he's just like stating after the fact listen we you know best of course but like I I know situations have happened that it is editing so some if they want it to look a certain way they're gonna make it look a certain way and we'll find out later if it's true or not because yeah, well it's great tv so there are a few things in the trailer that are attached to this possible rumor of Schwartz and Sheena, right? One of them is Schwartz saying to Katie, it was just one kiss. There's another where it's like Katie, it looks like Katie and Sheena are talking and Katie's kind of coming at Sheena. And then there's something where Brock says, you make out as if it's fine. And then it cuts to Schwartz like whispering something to Sheena. So what are, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Or I can give mine first. I'll, I'll just start with the you make out as if it's fine. I watched that a few times and listened to it. And I had Luke listen to it. And Brock, in my opinion, is not saying you make out, a.k.a. made out with someone. You kiss as if it's fine. I think he's like, you make out as if it's fine. but like For we, something else. Yeah, yeah, meaning like you're you're making it seem like whatever the situation is, is fine. I agree with that. Same. And what do you think about... The other stuff, like Tom saying to Katie, it was just one kiss. Well, there's so many times where he's kissed just one person Truth. and it was just one kiss with just one person. So uh, honestly, it could be a thousand different things. But I think what it actually ties to is that that girl that they're Tori, whatever, that they're kind mm. of like, I think it's more so, of that. Than yeah. So let's tell the listeners who Tori is. So there's a, we'll kind of skip ahead and then come back. Tori is... Tori Keith, she's so adorable. She's an amazing artist. Um, she's a singer. She's an artist. And I love her. She is best friends with Sheena's little sister, Courtney. And we see cute little pink-haired Tori in the trailer kissing not just Tom, but also Katie Maloney. Ooh la la. And saying, I can't believe something along the lines of like, I can't believe I'm you know, in the middle of like a divorced couple. So you think it could be about Tori? I, I 100% okay. think it's more about that. What do you think, Luke? Any thoughts? That could be. I didn't know who the pink hair person was. Oh, you, I saw the hair and yeah, I saw you've her met kissing her both. Before. I think okay. maybe. I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Right. You tell me that about everybody. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's about Sheena? You know, I don't think it is. I I truly think Sheena and Brock have a good relationship, and I hope they do. I hope that's not that this is not something that's going to come between them. I think Summer's awesome, and their relationship's awesome. I totally agree with you. I think it's about Raquel. I think oh, Tom and I didn't Katie even think about that. I think Tom and Katie are talking about what happened last summer right after Katie filed one. for divorce. That's right. Are you kidding me? Still bringing that up? They were divorced. It was a kiss and she was fucking Sandoval. 
Why is this still news? Because producers make them talk about things that have to come full circle since the scandal happened. Because again, she literally made out with Tom at Sheena's wedding and then went and slept with Tom. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe there was no sleeping. Whatever. Went and hooked oh up with my Tom. god, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, that's just what I think though. I think they're having a car. I could be totally fucking wrong. It could be about Tori. That makes sense too. But I think it's something about Raquel. I definitely think you're right about it being probably about some, somebody else. Mm -hmm. Or it could be about one of the girls that he kissed when they were married and he was like, Oh, it was just one kiss. So I don't know. Yeah. And also knowing Sheena, Sheena would never do anything like that. And I think Sheena and Brock's relationship is like, they're both great because they work at their relationship they and do. like they know what their problems are, but they communicate and try to work on them together, which is what every couple should, you know, strive to do. So they're actually like, I feel like very stable in that way. So I don't think something like that, like, I don't, I've, I've known Sheena for too long to see her doing something like that. Yeah. Okay. So another part in the trailer is Katie saying to, it looks like to Sheena is the way that it appears. Um, Katie says, if you're going to be friends with him, she's going to cut you off. Which we all know that that has to be about Sandoval. And so who Sheena, do you think she's talking to and what do you think she's talking about? Well, I think she's talking to Sheena and she's definitely talking about Sandoval. Okay. And, you know, the thing is, Sheena is somebody that wants to, you know, be People very... Feels- well, well no, I she was going to say, I mean, true. I do she'll, too. I, I mean, it. she'll say this. She'll say, yeah, of course she doesn't want to. Um, but I feel like for her, she feels like she lost a friendship and a relationship and she does forgive. And, she, you know, that's one thing that I'll say is like, I don't think, should Tom be punished? Absolutely. But in perpetuity, like not in perpetuity and like, you know, no, okay, she and Ariana are best friends though. I don't know. Well, I, th- well, I know, because now if we think about that in yeah. relationship to me and you, that would like be like me hanging out with one of your exes, right. which would absolutely I never happen. You. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> I have never had a relationship with one of your exes like Sheena did with Sandoval. Correct. Okay. So Luke, it does make a difference. No, I, I, yeah, I agree with you in a way. Like, I mean, I see absolutely where you're coming from. Addie. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flubanserin, is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI, or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to Addy.com and use code DOTI for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think she was talking to Tom Short saying, if you're going to be friends with Tom, you have to understand that Ariana like doesn't want to be friends with you. I, don't I know. feel like that would be that's so very, hard. It's more far-fetched, but I think that's just my, again, you guys, this is a random ass opinion. I'm going outside the box here because it looks like she was talking to Sheena or Katie was talking to the girls and saying she had a conversation with Schwartz saying like, listen, if you're going to be friends with her, friends with him, she's going to cut you off. Like, that's just how it is. So that's my hypothesis. I want to talk about uh, Schwartz's hair. Oh, boy. I remember when I saw him in the summer and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was really easy to find him. I also just really quickly want to give a shout out to my friend Lena, who is very quickly in the Vanderpump Rules trailer. She has been one of my first friends in L.A., 16 years, does my extensions, does my hair. She was helping color Tom's hair because Joe needed help. There, I said it. What are your thoughts on Tom's hair, babe? Yeah, no, when I saw him, though, I I felt bad because I didn't feel like I could say that I thought it looked good because I didn't think it looked good. My first thought went straight to Ken. It was like re- right around the Barbie height time. And I'm like, okay, so Tom Schwartz is like, you know, going to do the Ken thing right now. Okay, that's literally <laughs> what I thought. But I, I looked at him. He, he just looks better with dark hair. I t- totally yeah. think I did. The blonde did not fit him i I thought it was really fun and cool once lena fixed it like when it was first done um when joe first did it and it was like that weird yellowy sort of like not toned well blonde i was like oh no but once lena got her hands on it and and toned him to like that cool ashy platinum i thought it was really fun for a minute and i say this because i've known tom for a really long time And like Katie, they love fun hair changes. And Katie used to color his hair all the time. Like she'd like color it red for a little bit and then she'd like dye it back brown or she'd like give him, I don't know, like a blonde here and there or whatever it was. So I just feel like it's part of Schwartz's personality to like something a little quirky and like off base, you know? So it didn't bother me once it actually looked good, but then he basically dyed it right back to what it was. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thank God for that. But (laughs) So, Zach, you agree with me? Dark hair is better. I mean, he he definitely looked better with, or definitely looks better with dark hair. I I just think he, you know, needed a little change in that moment and kind of had a Britney Spears moment where he's like, okay, I'm having a mental breakdown. Let's do something to the hair, which is a totally rational um, thing to do because I feel like that's what people do when they go through something. They get bangs or they shave their head or change their hair color. So, I mean, that's probably exactly what was happening. So short, that is such a good point. Maybe it was like his response to a midlife crisis. He's going through a divorce. He had to move out of, sell and move out of his house. His business partner, AKA also like best friend is their relationships falling apart, which they say in the trailer, he's like, I don't know what is in the future for Tom and I. And so everything is just going crazy. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to Britney Spears this shit. I need to I need to have control over something in my life because I just listened to the Britney Spears memoir and I highly recommend everyone does. But she did that as kind of a fuck you to other people and as like a moment of I get to control this and no one else does. So maybe yep. that was Tom having a quarter life crisis or a midlife crisis. I was like two- quarter life. Yeah, Jesus. Sorry, we're he old. took a quarter <laughs> off of his life. That's interesting. I would love to have Tom on here and hear how this idea came about if this was all if this was his doing if it was suggested to him you know if if the barbie and ken thing had anything to do with it Mm -hmm. i would just like to hear his take on it we're gonna have to give schwartz a little truth serum before we have him on again because last time we had schwartz on it was the beginning it was like around this time last year he was one of our first handful of guests and people y'all responded listeners i'm talking to you guys y'all responded with you didn't even ask him any questions about himself. All you guys really did was talk about the two of you. 
because Tom would not talk about anything. He said, I'm not talking about Katie. I'm not talking about Joe. I'm not talking about girls I'm dating. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about that. So once he came over to my apartment, I'm like, what the fuck are we going to talk about then, Schwartz? So blame it on Tom. Tom, I love you, (laughs) but seriously. Um, Oh, really quick. This was just something I noticed. Luke, I don't know if you're going to see this, but Zach since Zach's over, we paused it. So there's a moment where Sandoval, it's like a quick little clip where he kind of like falls backwards and like has like a drink in his hand and just kind of falls. And I paused it and I was like, is Tom Schwartz getting a massage? Is he like shirtless where laying on a table and then Sandoval's like sitting next to him fully clothed, like having a conversation with him? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, that was a weird moment. Super fucking weird. I don't know if anybody caught that. <laughs> Like, did, can he not let Schwartz, like, enjoy a massage? He has to be there, like, talking in his ear. Well, I can tell you, even as a gay man, I've never had another man in my room with me while I'm getting a massage. But The whole point of a massage is to relax. Right. Luke, you're going to have to watch that again and, like, pause it. It's real weird. It's, like, Schwartz, platinum blonde hair, shirtless, laying down, towel over his butt, and then Sandoval's, like, sitting there and, like, falls off something and spills a drink. Right. So much. I've already watched it four times and I didn't catch that. Pure so. cha- it's just pure chaos. Okay. Okay. And so let's, let's the, just bring up this part ahead. where yeah. James says um, he's talking to Tom Schwartz and he says, she's your secret girlfriend. Just admit it. And honestly, he's I, right. I 100% think he is correct that Joe and him have dated or, I don't know why they don't want to talk about it or whatever. I don't know. But For, it's just I'll, I'll just the weirdest give, I'll just situation. give my tea on that and what I do know and what I've heard. Um, so for you listeners out there, those of you that don't know, Joe, girl Joe is what we always refer to as because we have a guy friend named Joe. But Joe, who is now clearly on this season of Vanderpump Rules, was, when I say one of my best friends. Kristen's I'm, best friend. Like, I don't mean that lightly. I don't mean like I have a shit ton of best friends like some other people do. I mean, this girl was my everyday 24-7 ride or die, literally hung out all the time. Like six days a week, no joke. And we, st- I'll just keep it short because we'll save it for the season, but we stopped talking right around the time she started talking to Tom. Is that fair to say, Luke? I'd say so. You, we just didn't know at the time what it was because you had told me. So I got to fill everyone in. Mm-hmm. First time I came to LA, saw Kristen at her apartment. Joe was the very first person I met. And we went and got lunch, talked to her. And she was talking about moving out of her place. And didn't know where she was going to go. July of 2022. Uh, didn't see her again until cross paths at Tom Tom for Scandival. Basically, same same night Scandival happened. I remember Kristen telling me, like, she's not responding. She's, like, ghosting me. I don't know what's happening. Which was, like, days after the three of us had lunch. And we kind of barely spoke via like Instagram DMs, a text here and there, but she, she seriously like just ghosted me. And then I started finding out that she was hanging out with Schwartz and that she was like staying with him and blah, blah, blah. And our friendship has been over ever since. Not because I broke off a friendship with her. She broke off a friendship with me, started lying to me. And then all of a sudden is on the television show that canned me. Anyway, I don't want to... Yeah, we're not going to harbor on that, but it was the weirdest situation because it went from talking every day to she ghosted you and then is living with Tom Schwartz and Schwartz is kind of like, no, this is normal. Well, he's like, it's not my girlfriend. It's not my girlfriend. And he has always stood by that and said that. So that's why I agree with you, Zach, um, about the secret girlfriend thing because... Well, I don't know. We'll see how it pans out on Vanderpump Rules, but I will say friends of mine that were close to Joe and I and are still close to Joe and I have said the, the exact same thing. There's other people that are close to Joe? Mm-hmm. That's so weird. There are. Not in the, not in the circle of Vanderpump Rules. Well, but, no, because nobody else likes her. But yeah, seeing just seeing that on my computer screen was like weird enough. Like, ugh, was I being used this whole entire time? Was this like this master plan? To be on the show, I don't know. It's pretty fucking wild. You live in Los Angeles. I've been telling you, there's snakes around every corner. You're people right. Want, they use people as stepping stones, no matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the very last thing is kind of how um, everything ends. Lala says something along the lines of like, "You get broken up with, and then become the queen of everything. And, no, and become God. I've never seen someone that gets broken up with and then acts like God, and then acts like God, something or, like that. Yeah." So 
I know that Lala recently put something out. I saw it very briefly. I'm guessing it was like on social media or something like that. I don't know how else I would have saw it, but saying that that was taken out of context, something along those lines. My opinion on that, again, guys, I don't know. Won't know until we watch it. I do think she's talking about Ariana. I do think she meant it in the moment. I think a lot of people did feel that way because, well, I think she, even she and Stassi have said it publicly that, you know, when they were cheated on and they were treated badly, they weren't getting all of the opportunities that Ariana had gotten. But you know what? Me neither. And guess what? Times are different. Things happen in life. Like go ahead, be jealous, be pissy, be whatever. If that's what Lala's doing, I'm not saying it is, but I don't know. It doesn't fucking bother me. Of course, I wish I had gotten those opportunities when I was cheated on. That would have been wonderful. But am I pissed off? Am I salty? Am I bitter? Not at all. I think, fuck yeah, Ariana, take every opportunity that is handed to you. I mean, what is is that quote about luck, babe? It's like... Uh, Luck is preparedness meeting opportunity. Exactly. And so I think Ariana was very prepared to To take the spotlight and she had the opportunity to take the opportunities when they were handed to her and good for fucking her. I'm proud. I'm excited. I'm proud to be her friend. I'm proud of everything she's accomplished. You can also be handed opportunities and, and not thrive, you know, within those opportunities, but she has. So if that's what was being said, I think it's pretty fucked up thing to say out of jealousy, but Maybe that's not what was being said. I don't know. I don't think Lala said it like that out of jealousy. Maybe it was just like a quote on what was going on or what was being seen. I don't think she was being like directly jealous of something. Okay. I don't think it's Ariana's like everything that's gone on with Ariana. It's probably something specific that was said or done, you know, at that time. That That we don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. Exactly. Some context we have no part of yet. Totally. Okay. Actually, my favorite part of the um, thing was when Lisa was saying she it's over, like she blocked you and Sandoval's like, that's bullshit. And I'm like thinking in my mind, how delusional do you have to be to see that Raquel passed up or sorry, Rachel passed up coming back to Vanderpump Rules to make a paycheck to get away from you. Like she, she did that to get away from you and you still can't see like, that's like next level narcissism where it's like, wow, she blocked you. She turned down paychecks. She's turned down everything. She's trying to work on herself because she did something fucked up and you still can't see it. So I don't know. I don't think, I don't, or that's the way I see it. No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong in what you're saying. I just don't think Raquel, Rachel, um, I don't know because I, guys, I don't talk to her. I don't know a damn thing, but I think it was a very calculated move to not return to the show. And I don't think it was like, I have to work on myself, even though it's a really big paycheck. I just got to really work on myself. I think it was, I'm going to be torn to shreds and I'm fucking terrified and I have no one by my side. So why would I come back? Because I know what that feels like after the me and Jack's thing in season two and I wasn't friends with the girls anymore and I was terrified to come back and that was only two seasons in. They brought Rachel friend, they brought Rachel O'Brien on to my friend to be on the show so I had someone to film with. You know, it's a very difficult thing to go through and now that the show Vanderpump is like at, you know, the peak of where it's at, I would if I were Rachel, I would be like there's no way in hell I'm coming back to film on that show. Like not for my mental health but because I'm fucking terrified and no matter how much money, there's nothing that is good for me here. You know, that's what I think about Rachel. But I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. And Jax is in the trailer, everyone. So Jax does a little return, and there's more to see within that. I'm pretty familiar with that situation, so I'm going to keep my my lips zipped. Yeah, but all in all, I think this trailer really revives Vanderpump Rules to where it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I do like that the photo was just the cast. I do think personally that Brock should have been in it as Sheena's husband, as someone who's been filming. I thought that was a little odd. Agreed. I don't think it was that weird that Allie wasn't on it or in the photo. And that's no shade against Allie. I've been very public that I don't have any issues with Allie. I don't really know her. She's always been kind to me, but your first season though, but yeah. So, but I do like that. It wasn't like 87, like hidden heads in the background as it has been in the past. So anyway, good job. 
Yeah. Good job to my friends. Congratulations, guys, on your next season. So in conclusion, hell of a trailer, and we only have a few weeks left until Vanderpump comes back to us. We all get to see what really plays out, and Chris and I will be recapping them just like last year as they come out for all of your pleasure. I can't yes. wait for that. Yeah, some new news. Just some some new new stuff to to talk about. I think Luke and I both got pretty down in the dumps about doing uh, past seasons of Vanderpump Rules. It was kind of fun to do season one. Season two was really fucking difficult. I've already said to our listeners a million times, I was skipping season three, probably part of season four. I just think my life is headed in a different direction right now. Maybe, maybe one day we'll go back. But right now... We're Let's gonna look stick, forward. Yeah, we're going to stick to the new season of Vanderpump Rules. And just stay tuned, guys, because there's going to be some really exciting announcements coming in the new year. What? There is? That's there crazy. Is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Well, we love you so much. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy everything. If you are a Grinch like me, put a smile on your face. Get lots of rest eat some good food. And next week, Luke and I are very excited because we are finally going to do the best of our first year of podcasting. So we're going to play some clips from our top five episodes and we're going to kind of give our opinions on all of that. And Gibson just really wanted to be a part of the podcast, guys. All right, guys. Well, we love you so much. Babe, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow night in Indiana. And Zach, I love you always. Thanks, baby. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Bye. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.